The Great Canadian Talk Show. There's only a couple of watts, but I brought the truth to everyone within three blocks of the west side of campus. No way! Yes way! And now, let's get right down to business with Marty Gold. Welcome to the Great Canadian Talk Show Podcast. This is episode 32 of season three. I'm Marty Gold. I hope, uh, I hope I'm sounding better. I'm feeling a lot better. I appreciate the words of encouragement from those of you in the listening audience. Uh, the ear is still plugged, uh, but I'm going to give it one more day. It seems to have lightened up uh, just a bit. And I'm going to give it one more day before I um, perhaps head off to a walk-in clinic or something. Certainly nowhere near an emergency room. Uh, I had to venture into the St. Boniface ER to deliver a mer- mission of mercy to deliver lunch to uh, a pregnant relative uh, who had gone in for a, an adverse reaction to, uh, uh, to an antibiotic. And uh, she told me, and I looked up at the, and saw this was true, that when she got there, it was a 12-hour wait. This is like in the middle of Monday middle of the day, uh, and it had turned into a 13 and a half hour wait, uh, because she was expecting, she got in after about four or so hours, uh, and is on the men, but that room, emergency room was packed, the entire layout, because of the ongoing construction at the hospital, this does not make things any easier for anybody, I'm going to maintain uh, a close watch on what's going on at the St. Boniface Hospital, and in fact, um, the neighborhood, the surrounding neighborhood, um, can expect correspondence, I am told, from the hospital with regards to the ongoing emergency room rehabilitation project and other matters before before or around Christmas time. This episode is going to be a follow-up to uh, something that we covered and were the first to cover and extensively covered uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, that was on November 30th. We rounded off November uh, with a situation where uh, conservative leader Heather Stephenson had maintained that two of her MLAs had issued apologies for ish- for writing a letter of support on behalf of a U of M um, nursing student who had been suspended. Uh, and they uh, subsequently, one of them had apologized, Richard Pershot, uh, of Selkirk, uh, but the other MLA, Abi Khan, the finance critic, had not, in fact, apologized when Stephenson had indicated that he had. And it took until Friday at uh, really 4 or 5 p.m., very late in the day on Friday, when he finally issued it. That's going to be the um, the focus, the the apology, the reaction to it. And Abi Khan's in a lot of hot water, a lot of hot water. And that pot is at a steady, I believe the term is roiling, I think. Uh, it is roiling. But in this first part, I want to just give all of you an an idea of what the atmosphere is like for Jewish people in Canada today. I'm not even going to talk about the pathetic, horrible testimony uh, in the the United States, uh, I believe it was in Congress today, uh, where uh, the presidents of Harvard, MIT, Penn, were on the spot about the kind of behavior they have allowed on their campuses, the kind of, uh, of lecturers and professors that are allowed to uh, participate and lead campus life, the threats to Jewish students, and the excuse after excuse after excuse would have made Goebbels proud. 
made by those university administrators who clearly are in total fear of the mob. And we'll talk more about that. On actionline.ca, I have done something that we have not done before. I have posted a guest column by a fellow I have edited before, and didn't do much editing in terms of reposting his columns, mostly it was typesetting. Dr. Raphael Medoff, he's the founding director of the David S. Wyman Institute for Holocaust Studies, has written more than 20 books about Jewish history and the Holocaust, uh, has written brilliantly about Franklin Delano Roosevelt, as Archie Bunker used to say, whose behavior, conduct, and policies towards uh, Jews in Europe faced with... Uh, torture and death during the Holocaust at the hands of the Nazis, Roosevelt was unbelievably miserable and incredible, just an incredible Jew hater he was. Not reported in the mainstream media, not really well known. And Dr. Medoff has written numerous columns, which uh, were published previously. My role as editor of the J.CA, I love getting stuff from him. And he tore FDR's uh, in many aspects, different things that came up during the course of his term of office, uh, FDR, prior to his death during World War II. And th- he was just a miserable Jew hater from start to finish. Dr. Medoff uh, struck on something that is uh, has affected what's going on for Canadian Jews without really focusing on that per se. But our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, speaking out of both sides of his mouth uh, and clearly insincere in many of his remarks and comments, bending over to salvage what's left of the Muslim vote and the anti-Israel, anti-Semitic vote that seems to anchor many of his seats in the GTA in particular and possibly to another extent in Quebec. Trudeau said a number of things that are also putrid. I've Published on ActionLine.ca, a column, Killing Civilians, Canada Should Recall Its Own Record Before Lecturing Israel. And while Trudeau has said that uh, Israel, on the one hand, has to eradicate Hamas, but on the other hand, has to find ways of minimizing, even more than they already do, civilian casualties in, in, in when he commented it was North Gaza, the war is now extended to South Gaza. And as Dr. Medoff says, hypocrisy, cynical indifference to the historical record, perhaps a little of both. Because as he notes, Canadians deliberately killed German civilians in World War II. The the Canadian Royal Air Force was a participant in area bombing during the war, which was a policy of attacking civilian areas to undermine the German public's morale. The bombing of Hamburg left 40,000 dead. The bombing of Dresden, there still is uh, not an accepted figure that I found about how many civilians were killed in Dresden as the Allies broke the back of Hitler's Germany. Then he cites the historical uh, record in terms of reports from the Hamilton Spectator and other sources, and he moves on, Dr. Medoff does, to note that the suffering of innocent Italian civilians was regarded by Canada as a just price to pay for the wholesale destruction of Ortona in 1943. And that was a response to the Germans having evacuated back to that town around Christmas time of 43, booby-trapping the hell out of the place, demolishing buildings to put rubble along all the streets, 
And so the Canadians had to invent a kind of warfare in which they were not trained. Dealing with snipers holed up in cellars and sewers. The Nazis defended the town street by street and house by house, said the New York Times. There was underground railroad tunnels. A veritable underground fortress is how it was described. The Canadians responded with a new military tactic called mouse holding, where they would blast holes, but uh, the buildings were all adjoining, like row housing, I guess, and they blast holes to try to go building to building, not be exposed to the street, and even that was fraught with peril. The casualties Canadians suffered was unbelievable until finally the Nazis evacuated Ortona. And so I published that story. The Prime Minister has made things worse for Jews in Canada. And he's not alone. The mainstream media has done the Jews of Canada, the people who defend the Western way of life, the people who recognize the threat caused by jihadists and Islamist terror, both in Israel, in the Middle East, as well as in Europe, in Africa, in America and in Canada, as well as South America. On Monday night, the CTV newscast made a comment, had a comment. It was the first thing I saw when I started my day on Tuesday was a complaint sent to CTV indicating that in reporting on the rally in support of Israel that was held in Ottawa, 15,000 strong, that the opposition leader, Mr. Polyev, showed up at and, in fact, posed with the banner from the Jewish Federation of Winnipeg and with that contingent, including Jeff Lieberman, the Federation CEO. Justin Trudeau couldn't be bothered. And in reporting on that rally, Omar Sachadina said that the rally was, quote, in support of the war. Jews rallied for Israel's protection, a return of stolen hostages, an end to anti-Semitism that's growing around the world. Many of the speakers expressed solidarity for the conditions in Gaza and Palestinian civilian deaths. But CTV has abhorrent journalistic standards implying that Canadian Jews wanted more Palestinians in Gaza dead. So this complaint from a a Jewish community member in Toronto insisted on some kind of uh, straightening out of the record and ensure your lead anchor, they said, is better educated. I was shocked when I read that. It's the first thing when I opened my eyes. As I waited for the cable guy, okay, for the cable upgrade here at the office. I I was shocked when I read the complaint that this had been said. It's incomprehensibly damaging, and it was deliberate. There's been chance for intifada revolution in numerous cities, including Winnipeg, and what are clearly hate marches targeting Jews, and CTV has never mentioned a word about it. And so I tweeted, just to show you how much momentum this had, And I was shocked by this. I tweeted at CTV News 
setting out the, the supposition that is Omar Sechadina, is he in the propaganda business or is he just an anti-Semite? And I copied the complaint. I cut and pasted it in. Here's a complaint you got after claiming the rally in Ottawa was in support of the, the war. Will there be an apology? By late Tuesday afternoon, this tweet had 24,000 engagements. And a few hours later, as I was preparing this podcast, I checked back up to 35,000 took note of my challenge to CTV News and Omar Sachedina for spreading this blood libel about Jews in Canada. Now, I'm not alone. <clears throat> Dean Skoryenko is a longtime conservative blogger, bcblue.wordpress.com. He also filed a complaint directly quoting the newscast. Thousands of Jewish Canadians rallied on Parliament Hill in support of the war, while inside Parliament, Palestinian Canadians made a plea for help. That was the copy that was read by this esteemed broadcaster. Dean Skoryenko, who's not Jewish, by the way, said the statement was false because not only was a rally calling for peace and borders on anti-Semitism because it infers the Jewish attendees were not only calling for war, but threatening Palestinian Canadians who were hiding inside Parliament. Good point. He's demanded a full investigation by CTV News. Regarding this statement by Sajidina, including his producer and scriptwriter, I'll also be filing a complaint with the CRTC. Now, I then asked whether any of the major Jewish organizations, and there's no bigger disappointment to the rank-and-file Canadian Jew, the grassroots, than the fact that many of our so-called leaders have led us to this moment where they sucked up the politicians seeking to curry favor and keeping silent as the likes of Laith Maroof were handled $133,000 to train journalists on how to look at the world through a DEI uh, anti-colonial lens, which always puts Jews in the role of white oppressors. And the expansion of this hate on our campuses, which I'll have to get to in another podcast, as it spread to the University of, Manit of Manitoba at least twice, and the University of Winnipeg. Those matters covered by other Jewish media in Winnipeg, I'm going to try to get to. Skoryenko, indicating later to later on Tuesday night that the Canadian Friends of Simon Wiesenthal Center have also complained or demanding a retraction apology. Uh, that would be, uh, is it uh, Jamie Curzon Roberts, I think? Good for them. <clears throat> to show you where Canada stands, is seen as standing in this, the Israeli Foreign Minister, Ellie Cohn, cancelled a visa for Lynn Hastings, who's a Canadian, who's the UN Deputy Special Coordinator for the Middle East Peace Process and the Resident Coordinator and Humanitarian Coordinator for the West Bank and Gaza because she has refused to speak out against Hamas. She's spoken out many times in favor of the United Nations Refugee uh, Relief Agency whose schools have taught jihadism how to stab and shoot and kill Jews spread blood libels against, libels against Jews in Israel in the schools in the, uh, in the uh, West Bank and in Gaza for decades, sponging off Canadian taxpayers. At least Germany's had the sense to cut them off. Stephen Harper did. Trudeau reopened the spigots, reopened the taps. 
Of course, there's been a report that nobody wants to address that at least one UN teacher kept one of the Israeli children hostage. The UN foreign the Israeli foreign minister rather canceling the visa for this reprehensible Lynn Hastings. I understand that Sarah Hendricks of the UN Women's Policy Office, who also refused to address the sexual battery and torture of Israeli women by Hamas on October 7th, even Christian Amanpour, no friend of Israel, it's over at CNN, even she couldn't believe it. Apparently Sarah Hendricks is also Canadian. So Canada has fallen far short of reasonable expectations in dealing with these problems because of the cowardice of politicians, the fear they have of the mob. When I come back from this break, we're going to revisit the matter involving Abi Khan, and to a lesser extent, uh, Mr. Pershot, his counterpart from Selkirk. Abi Khan issued an apology. I've not discussed it on the podcast yet. I'm going to be reading his apology. I'm going to be reading reaction from conservative voters, from a former conservative MLA to this affair to Khan's state, initial statement, to his apology, as well as reaction from people who up till now have supported Abi Khan from within his own Muslim community. You're going to hear things you won't believe come out of the mouths of your fellow Winnipeggers. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Abi Khan's dug a really deep hole. We're going to take a look at how he's trying to climb out of it right after this break here with the Great Canadian Talk Show Podcast. If you have a story tip, an interview idea, or information the public needs to know, let us know. The Great Canadian Talk Show. Email martygoldlive at gmail.com. TGCTS. Old-fashioned investigative reporting that matters. No, no, sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Actively. Oh, okay. okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Shem. it. Hold it. If Hold we can't... No, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. Carrying on with uh, the topic of this episode, which is the quandary that the progressive conservatives... And, and it's a reflection of a problem that's facing all political parties pretty much in Canada, that it, as they've encouraged um, widespread immigration... Uh, and shifted the focus of immigration from countries that were traditionally more aligned with Canadian background, uh, the background and values of Canadians to those from, uh, are you allowed to say third world, uh, from uh, other regions in great numbers. We've imported old country hate. We've imported old country blood libels. We've imported old country genocidal views anti-Western views, anti-Christian views, and anti-Semitic views among much of the population. Now, this was all pretty much kept on a, on a, on a low simmer in t- some places around Toronto, certain suburbs, and in Montreal, pretty bad. Here in Winnipeg, which is where we're based, um, nothing really major blew up, but you'd still see signs of it. People protesting the Israeli pavilion at Folklorama, And the Jewish leadership, I say again, never did the community any favors by not having the balls to stand up to those picket lines 
to repudiate them, to counter-program them, to educate Winnipeggers why these claims of genocide and colonialism and occupation were a pile of crap. But it was low level, it was 20 people here, 15 people there. The odd hate fest at a church, at a united church, or or, uh, some of these far-out Mennonite organizations that claim they're for peace, but are actually for terrorizing Israelis and terrorizing Jews, as well as Bedouins, uh, Christian Israelis, Arab Israelis, etc. So something that over the years uh, we kept an eye on, I kept an eye on, but as we all know, since October 7th, the call has gone out, funded by Iran and other malevolent actors, the invention of these different groups, that present rallies under the guise of peace, under the guise of ceasefire, but even when there is a ceasefire, that's not good enough for them. And so in the midst of this, a letter was shoved in front of, uh, I understand a a number, if not all MLAs were solicited to sign this, but two of them were stupid enough to do it. One, Richard Pershot, who I've never met, pretty much immediately apologized when he realized that the student that was being stood up for, Arish Al-Kafagi, the president of the Nursing Student Association of the U of M, suspended not only for anti-Semitic uh, memes and cartoons and other such things, but also for unprofessional conduct. So it's not just a question of her expression. The letter they were presented, that they stupidly signed, oh, it's just being passionate about, you know, the situation in Gaza. Well, no, she hates Jews. And she says, sick file discussing things about Jews and about Israelis and about the Israeli Defense Force. Pershot backing away from it as quickly as he could, admitting that he hadn't read it first. Tory leader Heather Stephenson assuring the uh, Israeli community here in Winnipeg that both members have apologized is certainly is a reflection of our party whatsoever. But when she made that statement, Abi Khan hadn't apologized and he did not apologize until he supposedly had met with so-called Jewish leaders through Friday afternoon to figure out what to say. The fact he even signed a letter in support of this individual, would you like her taking care of your Baba or Zeta? When that got out, that he had sign that letter news that was broken as I recall here on this podcast because the Winnipeg media wouldn't dare report on such things unless they're forced to conservatives conservative voters people who've been on like riding associations they were disgusted one listener of this program I have lost all respect for Abby they said in response to our November 30th podcast the PC party was already on life support. There's just another nail in the coffin. If they won't do their homework, then they have breached the trust of the constituents and must resign immediately. Or is it simply that Aubie is demonstrating that he's an anti-Semite? Either way, it's conduct unbecoming an elected member of the Manitoba legislature. Disgraceful. Finally, Aubie Kahn, the uh, member for Fort White, apologized late on December 1st. Last, and I don't know that the mainstream media has published the full apology. 
Last week, I sent a letter to the Minister of Advanced Education and Training regarding a student who was suspended for posting hateful remarks online. Well, he kind of narrowed it down there because it wasn't just that. It was also her behavior, evidently, uh, within the course, and to, whether it's other students or faculty members, I'm not quite sure. Khan then saying, I want to start off with a sincere apology to those I hurt within the Jewish community and to all those who stand against anti-Semitism. I know this letter has caused a significant amount of pain and trauma within the community, and I am sorry. In this instance, I did not do my due diligence before bringing this matter forward to the minister, and I promise to do better in the future. I want to be very clear. I unequivocally condemn anti-Semitism in all its forms and has no place in our society. I take full responsibility for this letter. As it is not representative of myself, the PC party, our leader, and my colleagues, I am sorry that I did not clarify my position on this matter sooner. Well, on the one hand, at least he didn't try to twin it with Islamophobia, which was an invention of, of, uh, of uh, CARE, Committee for, uh, for Arab Relations in, in America, that's a front for the Muslim Brotherhood. So that anytime you're concerned about Islamism, jihadism, militant expansion of Islamist goals into Western society, you're accused of being a bigot. See, that's what Islamophobia is largely about. At least this time, to his credit, Abi Khan didn't mention Islamophobia. He stuck to the subject. But he said he was sorry he didn't clarify my position on this matter sooner. Well... You can bet he's sorry. He concluded, I'm thankful to the Jewish community for continued dialogue. I look forward to continued efforts to combat anti-Semitism. He got all sorts of reaction to this. The first one from a member of one of the leading Palestinian families in the city. Oh, because really, I guess everyone has a price. Look at that. Look at that. The first comment on his Facebook page was that he had sold out. Can you believe that? Now, an Israeli Winnipegger, I know, pointing out to that individual, when you say anti-Semitic stuff against, uh, uh, this is what will happen. The response, are you racist, drunk, or just dumb? Hmm. The response to this Israeli was, this is the truth, you just can't handle it, and reprinted the same cartoon, one of the same cartoons, portraying the IDF as Nazi stormtroopers and a, garbed as a Muslim Palestinian refugee, I guess, uh, being pinned down uh, with a gun held to her. In the mirror, the Israeli is portrayed as a Nazi, and this uh, this uh, character, this cartoon of a Muslim woman, suddenly she's become a, a, a Warsaw Ghetto Jew. And this member of this leading family here says, well, this is the truth. That's the same thing that got that student suspended. One of the factors. Of course, what the Palestinian... Uh, activists in Canada in particular never want to acknowledge was that the Grand Mufti was aligned with Hitler, met with Hitler toured a concentration camp helped create a Muslim SS division and worked towards the goal of keeping Jews out of Palestine 
not being able to have a safe haven during the war. And you see repeatedly Nazi imagery, Nazi-style Nazi propaganda against Jews that comes from the likes of Hamas, Fatah, the rulers of the West Bank, the rulers of Gaza. But instantaneously, leading Palestinian voices claimed Abi Khan had sold out. This is a constituency he relies on for votes, for financial support, for, uh, uh, you know, uh, people, you know, feet on the street during campaigns. You dare actually say that one of uh, the so-called pro-Palestinian uh, activists is uh, cross-line anti-Semitism? Oh, you must have been paid off. Seeing this, a comment from a, uh, again, conservative listener, this to be expected, the radical zealotry from the Palestinian mob is beyond anything reason or common sense can contend with. To openly declare that her posts were not anti-Semitic is preposterous and demonstrates the blind zealotry these people have, a learned hatred, and then an expletive with regards to what these people can do to themselves. Now, people that are... uh, uh, from the Jewish community, Israeli community, uh, as well as those who are support the state of Israel, there was an avalanche of expressions of support and thanks to Abi Khan immediately following this from a couple of people whose names you'd recognize. One individual saying, imagine yourself being a Jew and you get to be treated by someone who expressed publicly they wish you to, for being dead to be dead. And so people rushed in, including uh, one name I recognize because uh, I've written about him in the past, a professor who's fought anti-Semitism within the U of M Faculty Association. He dives in saying it takes a big man to admit he made a mistake good for you. And so they tried to buck up his spirits. However, Abi Khan not only didn't please what appears to be the representative voices of the Muslim community, the pro-Palestinian community in Winnipeg, and you have yet to see any Muslim organization stand with the Israelis in Winnipeg and condemn Hamas, and you have also yet to see any demonstration by those who are in favor of Israel representatives of the Jewish community, the Israeli community, have yet to see any marches, not just in Winnipeg, anywhere in the country that I'm aware of, targeting Muslim MPs, Muslim politicians, Muslim houses of worship, Muslim education centers. Have you heard of a march on a mosque? Have you heard of anybody surrounding a, 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 a restaurant owned by Palestinians? The way they surround restaurants and bookstores in Toronto? Shouting blood libels? No. The hateful conduct comes from one direction, consistently. Consistently, the police do nothing, the RCMP do nothing. And our political leaders, almost without exception, zip their lip. On Monday evening, following uh, you know, a couple of days, that would be 72 hours, I guess, after the apology, a follow-up letter was sent to Abi Khan and to Heather Stephenson, thanking them for reaffirming their support for the Jewish community and condemning anti-Semitism and thanking Abi Khan for trying to unwind the harm caused 
by his blindly stepping forward and saying, oh, this poor student, she's just expressing her passion. However, this letter addressed a what is called, quote, a matter of great concern. And then cites that Ramzi Zaid, the president of the Canadian Palestinian Association of Manitoba and owner of Food Fair, has been actively engaged in anti-Semitic social media posts, which directly violate the IHRA definition of anti-Semitism adopted by the province during the PC's tenure. These posts include drawing comparisons between Hitler and Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu, perpetuating anti-Semitic tropes by equating Jews to vermin, clearing, uh, sharing disinformation about the October 7th massacres, and endorsing convicted terrorists. Additionally, as president of CPEM, Zaid has allowed anti-Semitic speakers, like a former candidate for city council named Omar Kinnerath, known for spreading anti-Semitism at the weekly protests. And then this letter points out, there's an email, the recent photograph of Abi with Ramzi Zaid at the NDP swearing-in ceremony raised concerns about aligning with someone engaged in such anti-Semitic posts. This seems contradictory to your commitment to combat anti-Semitism. And this has, in fact, I am told, become a flashpoint for many within the Conservative Party. This letter continued, in line with Kevin Klein's recent column urging clarity, I implore the PC party and Obi to condemn the anti-Semitic post by Ramzi Zaid, address the anti-Semitism at CPAM protests, and distance yourselves from individuals in our community who espouse Jew hate. Now, with regards to Kevin Klein, he had a column, a guest column, in the Winnipeg Sun on Sunday. Conservatives need to be clear, he wrote. We stand with Israel. He described uh, the situation with uh, Arij Al-Kafagi, that student at the U of M, saying the post was undeniably anti-Semitic, so I surprised the two conservative MLAs wrote a, le a letter to the NDP minister, Renee Cable, asked her to step in on behalf of the student, Klein saying the post was clearly anti-Semitic. It's disappointing to see anyone, particularly a fellow conservative, lack clarity on this issue. Many, the unnecessary deaths of thousands of Israelis and Palestinians are heartbreaking, but many seem to have forgotten that Hamas entered Israel illegally, killing more than 1,200 people, taking women and children as hostages. These are the facts, and they are irrefutable. As a conservative, wrote Mr. Klein, I believe it's essential to be clear about who we are and what we believe. We stand with the Canadian Jewish community and against anti-Semitism. He then went on to say, one of the reasons we lost the last election, the last provincial election in Manitoba, was because we didn't know who we were, what we stood for as conservatives. We can't continue with that. We need to recognize clearly that radical ideologies like anti-Semitism are spreading within our institutions like our universities, and we need to fight back against that. There have been reports of damage to homes owned by members of the Jewish community who witnessed angry protests. A group of people recently blocked the CN Rail Line in Winnipeg to stop the movement of goods by Jewish-owned businesses. Klein not including, perhaps for reasons of space, that that is where Winnipeg got to hear uh, chants in favor of the Intifada. Bloody, random murder of civilians. And globalizing the Intifada, mean, meaning not just people sneaking over from the West Bank and murdering Jews uh, or IDF soldiers or whatever they're waiting at a bus stop, but to globalize it means to attack and kill Jews here in North America, as well as around the world. Uh, Klein also referencing the police chief, Danny Smythe, had said that these protests, in light of uh, all the murders and mayhem around Winnipeg, these protests are stretching police resources to the breaking point. 
Klein concluding the increasing hatred towards Jewish Canadians is unacceptable. Some people choose to ignore that Hamas is a terrorist organization known for suicide bombings and using Palestinians as human shields. Talking about the persecution of women, Christians, and gays, we wouldn't allow this in Canada. Why bring these issues to our community when it's dividing our society and hurting people in our community? The Jewish community in Winnipeg should not be the subject of the, to the hate of protesters. Hamas is a terrorist organization, must be defeated. Israel is a fellow democracy, must be supported. We must stand with the Canadian Jewish community against hate and anti-Semitism. Another comment about this apology. These two MLAs obviously did not know the IHRA definition of anti-Semitism, which was adopted by Manitoba, after unanimously being passed by all MLAs in Manitoba legislature. I point out including now Premier Wapkanu. Shame on these two MLAs for writing the letter. The apology is insincere. And so you can see that the apology has, uh, certainly in the terms of Khan, I don't know what's going on with Mr. Pershot, this has angered key supporters of his, and it has not entirely satisfied the uncomfortable links, not only between Mr. Khan or perhaps the, the, the viewpoint of the, the Conservative Party itself, and to some extent in Manitoba, but this is a problem across the country, in particular for the Liberals. The NDP are a lost cause. They're full of Jew haters. But the Liberals, the federal Liberals, have cozied up, allowed anti-Israel, anti-Semitic uh, infiltration into a special, especially Global Affairs Canada, other funding agencies, and the result is people march and chant things in this country without any fear of being held accountable, without fear of being charged under hate crime laws, without fear of, of any repercussions. Now, there are those that will say that the Conservatives have to go further. They have to repudiate this mindless flow of immigration from third world countries. The import of hate from the old world that disrupts our society. I leave that part of the discussion for another day, but it's a point well taken. That it's one thing to say you repudiate anti-Semitism or don't stand with it, but it's quite another when your immigration policies invite them into our country so that Jews can continue. Not just Jews, Christians. Anybody who's in favor of Israel is deemed a colonialist, a colonialist, a white supremacist, an oppressor. You can't keep importing people who are fundamentally at odds with our values. And what's where the ox gets gored is their rent gets paid, they get welfare, they get free health care, free education to propagate and promote the same anti-Semitic blood libel mentality that has resulted in almost every Arab country being Judenrein. Where are the Jews of Iran? Where are the Jews of Iraq? The Jews of Lebanon? The Jews of Syria? The Jews of Egypt? The Jews of Yemen? The Jews of Morocco? All those countries from North Africa uh, through the Levant. Judenrein, in no small part due to the forced uh, evacuation, the, the forced expulsion of 800,000 or 900,000 Jews that had lived for millennia in those regions when the state of Israel was declared the Jews had a homeland. And the Jew-hating Arab governments, dictatorships, slaughtered Jews, raped Jews, 
pogromed Jews, stole their businesses, stole their possessions, and kicked them out of the country in 1947, 48, 49. And nobody ever talks about the Jewish refugees, do they? Don't let history get turned on its ear by the modern purveyors of identity politics, Marxism, and all these other sick mentalities that are poisoning the peace that we've enjoyed here in Canada. And somehow the Conservative Party of Manitoba is going to have to find a way to climb out of this. And meanwhile, Wab Canoe is just praying that this isn't going to swamp his party as well. Back to wrap up this episode right after this. The Great Canadian Talk Show is brought to you by The Hive Hair Company. From classic to funky, the styles of your life are at The Hive in the heart of the Osborne Village at 175 Osborne. Call 452-4483 or online thehivehaircompany.com. The information you need but can't find anywhere else. A lot of you-know-what would hit the fan if at any point anything were to come out from this. But we have that information. The tradition of investigative journalism for Winnipeg restored. You will not believe the latest kind of garbage being crammed on a curriculum that has nothing to do with reading, writing, arithmetic. Actionline.ca This is the priority at City Hall. Like prostitutes. There's money being waved around. We better go do whatever it is so we can get the money. Now whether it makes sense doesn't matter. Featuring the Great Canadian Talk Show. Where do the people go to be heard? With Marty Gold. With Marty Gold. Every episode of the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast is available on actionline.ca. I encourage you to uh, subscribe uh, through Spotify to the podcast so when they're put out, you can immediately uh, get access to them. Uh, as well, uh, and here's the pitch, and you're getting used to it, and there has been, uh, there's more support coming in, I understand, as we try to chip away at the shortfall uh, here to get to year end, and that support is appreciated. Uh, MartyGoldLive at gmail.com, uh, interact transfers, news tips, uh, commentary, your commentary, your response to uh, the podcast, the comings and goings. I will get back to civic politics uh, shortly. Uh, provincial politics, uh, Premier Canoe, shocked, utterly shocked, that the province, the provincial deficit, four times what he thought. This will certainly result in almost every election promise he made being broken. Uh, we're going to take a look at that and a few other things that are relating to the uh, broader provincial scene uh, coming up, uh, as well as what's going on with anti-Semitism on our university campuses for which the province carries the ball. There's a few other subjects I'm not done, uh, done with yet uh, that... Um, will be coming into play uh, here as uh, things carry on. And I'm told, I'm told that some people's Christmases are going to be made not very happy because of a decision Wab Canoe has made. I'm hoping to have more information about that in upcoming episodes. Your support is vital to the continuation of this, the only alternative media platform in Winnipeg that seeks to counter the Trudeau-funded media whether it's CTV, CBC, Global, you cannot count on them for balance. You cannot count on them for truth. And you cannot count on them to uphold the values that you have, the work ethic you have. So when you pay your taxes, the money gets funneled to them 
whether it's through government subsidies for, for uh, reporters and newsrooms, or whether it's through advertise, government advertising to those platforms. And they screw you over with your own money, chipping away at the foundation of our society. Here is a safe haven for Western values, for the values of freedom, of liberty, of education that has meaning and makes sense, the teaching of mathematics, the teaching of cursive writing. God, the education system's such a goddamn mess. I, I'm going to tell you a story as we wrap up. I went to a local gas bar establishment. And the fellow comes out. And I tell him 20 liters. And he goes, well, how much is that in money? Well, listen, I can't really multiply 132.9 times 20 in my head that quickly. I'm good with math. But Faye Hotchman didn't teach me that extensively. I go, what do you mean? He says, well, how much of it is... Uh, how much in how much in money? Twenty liters, I say, because there's a also a discount, a customer discount that would apply. So, you know, the guy goes in, comes back out with a calculator, trying to figure this out. I point at the pump. I'm tapping the damn pump, right? This there's three numbers here: the price per liter, the cost in dollars, and the, this number here. Get this to 20. He couldn't figure it out. I phoned a complaint to the company in question. It's been two days. I still haven't heard back from them. And when the person who answered the phone said, oh, well, you know, most people just say how much they want in dollars. I go, I'm not accepting that excuse. What kind of nonsense is that? There's a read out there that says leaders. He, he can't, doesn't recognize the number 20. Is that because of poor math education or some other factor? I don't know, and I don't care. As society continues to lose cohesion, as things we've taken for granted, like customer service, become the exception rather than the rule, as the standards within government become completely obliterated in terms of making sure the taxpayer comes first, I will continue to stand here on your behalf. I'm the only reporter in Winnipeg covering anti-Semitism. I'm the only one, for instance, are uh, exclusive about the transit union honchos and the questions members have about whether they want this deal with the city so that they themselves don't get investigated for what apparently was financial malfeasance and double dipping, collecting wages from both the union and the city while in union business. Nobody else has reported that. One of many stories... Many reports, many investigations with the decades of experience that I bring to the table with the, with the phalanx of researchers and sources out there, I'm able to put in front of you with your support, especially this month, it was 1800, now it's 1700. The more progress I make, I'll let you know. I'm not trying to collect uh, or, or bring in any more than $1,800 in advertising sponsorships or, uh, or donations from you listeners. I, I mean, I'll be happy to get more, but I'm not going to bullshit you. I get to that number, that's great. If I don't get to the number, I appreciate everything you're doing for me out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm going to fold the tent, but the bills have to be paid. 
I have to have a certain standard of living when it comes to opening the fridge, making sure there's gas in the car, making sure to pay for the cable upgrade, making sure to pay for the freedom of information requests that I'm in the middle of filing on the city and the province to get to the bottom of things, important issues that are important to you that no other media figure will look into. I continue a tradition that goes back decades emulating Peter Warren actionline.ca we're going to get right down to business we're going to hold the government accountable we're going to call out the mainstream media like CTV News and their biased characterization of a peaceful rally 15,000 people show up in support of the Jewish community and the best CTV can do is say oh they're calling for war thanks for nothing Omar Sachedina I'll continue to call that out whether it's within government, whether it's within the media, whether it's within uh, academia, business community, your support, integral to these efforts. Take a moment, check the PayPal link, see what you can do, email me, martygoldlive at gmail.com. There's much more coming this week. Oh, and make sure, check out the story. I'll put a link here in the episode description by Dr. Medoff about Canada's own history when it comes to concern for civilian lives during a war in both Germany and Italy? And why is Israel being held to a different standard? Good questions. I'll keep asking them, and you all know why. We stand for you because you have the power. Actionline.ca, let's get right down to business. Our launch event exclusive interview with Andrew Marcus of Gem Equities. It looked like we were off to a good start. Then from there on, it was just jumping through hoops. The man who beat the city of Winnipeg in court, was awarded $5 million and counting. They try to interfere with his development. And then we just realized this was essentially a game. Here, Andrew Marcus tell his story. This planner had a meeting with Councillor Orlico, and Councillor Orlico said, slow down the plan, basically stop it. On ActionLine.ca. Thanks for listening to The Great Canadian Talk Show. If you want to email Marty... Send it to TGCTS1 at gmail.com or follow him on Twitter at TGCTS.